Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Talk Back. Uh, you're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Good morning and welcome to you. It's another Saturday. It's another new edition of here at Talk Back. Today is May 18th, and uh, it's a Saturday morning. Good morning to you. I certainly do hope that your Saturday Saturday morning is getting off to a great, great start. It's been raining this morning here quite heavily here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, the rain has slacked off a bit. It appears to have stopped currently at this time at 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, but uh, it's very cloudy here, and hopefully the sun will make its way out sometime today. Welcome to Talk Back. Uh, there's so much going on out there uh, in the newsfeed today that uh, just got a lot of stuff to cover today. So much is making headline news. But first things first, we're going to take care of just a bit of business and we will introduce to you our sponsor, Safe Step Walk-In Tub. Please give them a call if you need your bath or shower remodeled to fit your new lifestyle or you know someone who possibly just not quite able to get over their tub, lift their legs over their tub, call Safe Step Walk-In Tub. They have the industry's leading low step in and you can reach them at 1-888-214-7020. That's 1-888-214-7020. Yeah, give them a call. You can also go to their website at www.gotosafestep.com. Good morning again. You're listening to Talk Back. So much is making the headline news today. Uh, A lot going on with the Trump administration. So much going on there. Uh, Lots of things coming out of the White House. Um, I really don't know quite where to start. Um, There's a lot of um, news concerning the former, former Attorney General Michael Flynn. And there's now accusations that other White House officials um, had tried to influence the former attorney general to pretty much cover up or protect the president. And uh, supposedly there are tapes of this. So we're waiting to hear how this unfolds. But um, that's quite interesting. If there is a tape produced, if that does surface, then that could be more groundwork for impeachment for the president. Um, By the way, census tells us, data tells us that uh, we're still quite divided on the impeachment issue with our current president. 41% are in favor of impeaching uh, Donald Trump and 42% are not. So we're still quite divided there. Not sure if, even personally, I'm not sure if that's the best alternative. I think we need to fight and fight hard, get the message out there, the alternative message to Donald Trump, and uh, be plain on the issues. Um, And I think that uh, the opposing opponent would have a very good opportunity, very good chance of uh, defeating Donald Trump in the 2020 upcoming elections. But the thing there, the news, the making the new headline news with uh, former attorney, Attorney General Michael Flynn is, uh, is quite a news flash and it's not going to go away. That's another stone, I think, that Congress and the Democrats are going to be building against, against uh, the current administration. Um, if this uh, 
appears, and it appears to be um, pretty devastating information. If it appear, if it proves to be true, then here is another. Uh, here's, here's more evidence of uh, high crimes and misdemeanors. Certainly, obstruction. Certainly, uh, but high crimes and misdemeanors. I wanted to take just a little bit deeper look into that and what that really entails. But it, it's uh, really misconduct by officials holding office here in our country. It's perjury of oath. If you, like, for example, those that went and testified uh, before the Mueller Commission and their investigation, if they lied while, during their testimony, then that's considered perjury of oath, abuse of authority, bribery, intimidation. These are all things that are considered that falls under high crimes and misdemeanors, uh, misuse of assets, uh, refusal to obey a lawful order. This is also falls under high crimes and misdemeanors. Certainly with the news uh, here, even uh, within the last week or two, Congress issuing these subpoenas, requesting an unredacted version of the Mueller report, Coming from the White House, they respond by saying, we will not respond, we will not uh, admit or make ourselves subject to this subpoena. And that's considered, that falls under high crimes and misdemeanors when you refuse to obey a lawful order. Congress has the authority to, they're an, they, they are an oversight committee. They have that authority to oversee these things. They have the right to see his tax records, um, and that's kind of, um, that's, I know Trump is fighting that in the courts now. Um, we're going to see how that plays out. I would be shocked to say the least if he wins that fight. I understand that it's not a law that he's required to do it, but no other candidate ever running for office or whoever held office of the president has ever withheld their tax information. This is a first and it's quite alarming. So these are things that are coming out of the news that some of the headline news today, but it's quite interesting um, what he is, he's trying to do here. And um, you know, if you've got nothing to hide, then you simply lay it out all out on the table for everyone to see. There was a, quite a feature on CNN um, covering Trump's um, businesses over the last years. I didn't get a chance to really take a thorough look at it. I, I hope they replay it again. I want to take a look at that. But in essence, what it, it shows is a lot of uh, consumers who have fallen victim to uh, Trump's business and um, how they have fall, fallen victim to, to his, um, his building businesses. There was a lady that lost $100,000 or more and she still never got her uh, completed built home that was hired by uh, Trump. And a lot of it is um, falls under licensing and branding. He's great at branding. This president, this is what he's been doing all his life, is learning how to become, quote unquote, just a top brand artist. And he's great at it. You have to give him that. He's great at branding. And the licensing um, part of it 
everything being licensed under Trump. If you want your hotel built and you want the Trump name, then you got to really pay for this because of the branding, the high brand that it has carried over the years. So that was, uh, I believe that was aired yesterday on CNN, but I did not get a chance to actually look at it thoroughly. I hope I'm able to uh, review it uh, again. Joe Biden uh, still holds a comfortable lead in the Democratic race. And uh, I think his numbers now are about 36, 37% that he he's uh, certainly the front runner here. And um, Bernie Sanders is holding uh, not really a close second, but he's he's still there. He's holding his own there. I'll tell you something that's pretty interesting. I found I heard about um, this past week or so was the fact that Lindsey Graham is um, calling um, Trump out on his tactics with Iran. And he's wanting to know what's going on there. Literally, I mean, not only is Congress being left in the dark with so many things, but now the Senate. So Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, is uh, stepping a bit back from his rhetoric, supporting the president and everything and anything. And now he's uh, calling him out on the issues with Iran. You know, we broke the treaty that was created under former President Barack Obama with Iran and uh, which there was a 10-year deal where Iran was not to produce any mass weapons of destruction and um, quite a bit of other things. And when President Trump uh, became the new president, when his administration started, that was one of his first things on his itinerary and he just totally disband this treaty. So now there is a lot of uh, heated rhetoric coming out of Iran, coming from from here. Um, Hopefully it won't lead to much, but um, I thought that was interesting that Lindsey Graham would would finally step up to the plate and and say something to our current president. He's really just been in his corner no matter what comes out of Trump's mouth. So that has made some bit of news. There's just so much going on um, right now. I want to share some also some news about um, those who are thinking about relocating to other parts, other states here in our country. Maybe you're thinking about making a move, relocating to another area. Maybe you've gotten a new position, a new job. And the USA Today uh, has put out a report about what, which is the top uh, most affordable states and which are the most least affordable states to consider moving to. And the list for the most affordable metropolitan areas, uh, number one was Indianapolis. Number two was Pittsburgh. Number three is Oklahoma City. Number four is Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, topping out at number five is Birmingham, Alabama. And they're talking about the most affordable places to live, but also they these areas have the most affordable homes. Um, so this is um, news coming out of USA Today. And the least affordable in the metro areas are number one, Los Angeles, San Jose, California's number two, 
San Diego's number three. San Diego is just a gorgeous place. I used to live there many, many years ago for a short time, and it has the best weather. And it's a gorgeous, gorgeous area. It's extremely expensive to live there, but just a beautiful, beautiful place to live. Uh, rounding out at number four is San Francisco. And of course, topping out number five is uh, New York City. So there's no surprise there. LA, San Francisco, San Diego, San Jose, and New York City have the least affordable homes. It's the least affordable places to live. And they kind of, I guess, acquired this data. They considered, homes were considered affordable if if 30% or less of the uh, monthly income went to mortgage payments. So it's considered affordable if 30% or less goes to your mortgage. But if uh, more than 30% is going towards your mortgage, then the, the home is not really considered affordable. And that's according to medium, medium income. Uber is making news and uh, <laughs> they are adding a new feature to their service where you can now silence your driver. It's going to be part of a new app that you can do things. All, they're offering an upscale premium preference service. Uh, they can help you now with luggage. You have to let the driver know that you have that you're going to need an extra pair of hands, that you've got some luggage. Uh, you can request temperature control. You can request a bit of wait time, extended pickup time. If you're running a little late and you need to let them know, can you wait for me or you need to request that the driver wait, you can actually now request that. It's considered extended pickup period. And um, so Uber is uh, adding some new features to their service. I have used Uber quite a bit, I guess say in the last, over the last couple years. And I have found that uh, this is a good good idea, the, fe- the new feature where you can silence your drivers. Because some drivers, you get in and they go nonstop and you're really, you may have a number of things on your mind or you may need to make a phone call, let someone know you're heading their way or whatever. And you've got this Uber driver just constantly um, talking and it can be irritating. So I think that's a great feature. Another thing that I don't see here in this report is that um, it's required for the drivers to have clean cars. And I, that's one of my pet peeves. I get in a car and it's filthy. And I think that's, and certainly I, I don't tip when cars are uh, just unclean. I really don't like that at all. So that's a good, uh, that's a good thing. They're trying to just keep up. Lyft has the other um, uh, driving service that's pretty popular right now and the major competitor of Uber is uh, certainly making ways and they're, uh, they're making uh, headways and they're, they're doing extremely well. I'm not sure who's the top, whether it's Uber or Lyft right now. I don't really know, but uh, Lyft certainly has come into the major areas, the major metropolitan areas, and they have become a great competitor of Uber's. Also, a little bit of news of what's going on, other news that's going on around uh, different states in our country. I wanted to share with you um, this morning. In the state of Alabama and Selma, the federal government is giving the city a one million emergency grant fund to combat violent crimes and gangs. Now, I'm not going to cover all 51 states, but just going to highlight some that I thought Uh, are issuing some very, very good news. The District of Columbia, Washington, 
A 2,200-year-old Catholic girl's school will now allow news about same-sex unions and its um, alumni magazine, news outlets, reports, and things like that. So they're trying to follow, they say, the gospel commandment of love. In Missouri, the state of Missouri, Jefferson City, the state house has given final approval to Simon's Law, which prohibits medical personnel from instituting do not recitate orders for those under 18 without consent of at least one parent or legal guardian. So Simon's Law, which prohibits medical doctors and nurses from uh, instituting the do not recitate orders from those under 18 without consent. So you have to have consent now. Uh, otherwise, you cannot uh, re- resuscitate. That's pretty interesting. In Nevada, Carson City, a bill introduced on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, aims to boost state education funding by diverting money from a marijuana sales tax that now goes into a rainy day fund. So they're looking to take money from uh, marijuana sales to help state education. That's good news. New Jersey, right there in Trenton, the state Senate's president says voters will be asked to decide next year if recreational pot should be legalized. And I notice in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City there, the government, uh, the governor, Kevin Stitt, and Republican legislative leaders have reached a deal on an $8.3 billion budget for the upcoming fiscal year that includes an average of $1,200 pay raise for public school teachers and tens of millions more dollars for public schools. That is good news right there in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay, out of Columbia, South Carolina, um, South Carolinians lead a nation in job hating tweets. They lead the nation and in job hating tweets says an analyst from a job site. So obviously a lot of uh, folks there right there in Columbia, South Carolina do not like their jobs. So that's news coming from some other areas around the country. Again, you're listening to Talk Back right here, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. And our sponsor is Safe Step Walk-In Tub. They are the just a leader in the industry. They're a member of the Better Business Bureau. And uh, they come with uh, lifetime warranties, all of their work. They guarantee it. And you call them if you need a estimate on your bath, room and you want to change some things out they are the leader and the low step in they can customize whatever you need and you call them today at 1-888-214-7020 again that's 1-888-214-7020 you can also go to their website at www.gotosafestep.com okay so a lot of good things. I wanted to kind of share some of the good things with you today. Not all bad news, not all political news. Wanted to kind of diversify a bit. And by the way, a lot of our my upcoming shows are going to cover tons of different topics. We're going to have interviews, I promise you. And um, we're going to talk about the uh, theater. I love the theater. I'm a huge fan of the theater. And um, I want to cover uh, Broadway. I want to talk about how you don't hear a lot of major productions coming out of the theater there in New York currently. I'm not hearing about anything. I want to talk about films, the motion picture industry. I want to take a, a bit of a look at the behind the scenes, the producers, the directors, 
and pretty much what is the what's under the thinking cap now of Hollywood and where where are we headed to what direction is Hollywood headed to are a lot of the African-American uh, filmmakers getting a fair shot now in the industry we've certainly seen a lot of more pictures uh, coming out of the film industry that are being produced directed by African-Americans, which is great news always, because I think it's, it should be expansive to include all nationalities. And um, I'm gonna take a look at that, the film industry. And um, I wanna share that information with you in upcoming shows. So we're not gonna be just, I'm not gonna just have a political show. I wanna cover hot topics that expands across uh, the matrum. And I wanna be able to share with you good news across the board. Here's some more good news. Uh, also discovered this out of USA Today. There is a fifth grader uh, who is actually living in Memphis, Tennessee. She is a CEO and she's actually um, the age of 10. <laughs> How great is that? Kenya Braddock uh, was six when her father laid out a challenge to her. He asked her to come up with an idea and launch a business by her 10th birthday. Kenya did it at age eight. And her uh, business, her company is Be Chill Lemonade. How about that? She's still going strong. And about eight weeks ago, Kenya's mom, Valerie Braddock, quit her teaching job to work for her daughter full time. Last month, be Chill moved into the food court of Hickory Ridge Mall near Winchester Road and Ridgeway Road right there in Memphis, Tennessee. How about there? It's a family affair. Her mom's now working for her. She is the CEO. Kenya is the CEO, but her family is uh, working in the business with her. It's a family business. Her brother, Demetrius II, her father, and her mother, Valerie all now working in the family business. It is called Be Chill Lemonade. And it's right there in the city of Memphis, Tennessee. I applaud her, kudos to her. If I'm ever in that area, I certainly want to stop in there and pay her a visit. May even get an interview from her. But you know, entrepreneurs are have always led this country we are the best of this country, entrepreneurship. We actually make this country profitable and we really make it go. Entrepreneurs, we really do. I am an entrepreneur. I've owned my own businesses and there is nothing like it in this world. It's nothing like being able to control your own destiny and your own business. And not only, it's not just for the purpose of making a lot of money, but it's for helping the community, creating jobs and things of that nature. And um, so there is a story, another article in the USA Today, and it's talking about how entrepreneurs make the economy work. And there's a number, there's a few rules. It's just a couple rules that uh, the columnist Steve Strauss talks about. Number one, uh, replicate yourself. And he says one common mistake you see people in the gig economy make is that they think too small 
they create a gig, meaning a job. They create one gig and stick with it, like driving for Uber or whatever. And then he says, uh, but you need to diversify. You diversify. Number Rule number two is diversify or die. Do more than one thing. I mean, you can do that if you're uh, mobile enough here in your head and you you can you can create more than one stream of avenue is what he's saying here. He's saying diversify or die. And then the rule number three says is don't compete on price. I think what he's saying here is uh, go for it with service and product. Don't compete on price. Make the best product and give the best service. And pricing will certainly take care of itself. People will pay more for good service. Okay, well, I wanted to share good things today, kind of, sort of. <laughs> today here on Talk Back, um, the energy, global warming, um, is not going to go away. And we need to face it, be aware of it, and um, take responsibility for the earth. It is our earth. We are responsible for it. And we've got to be the ones to take care of it. So that is something that is in the news as well. And we want to make sure that we we do that. There's a uh, another article here that it talks about the House Dems uh, walked out on the... There was a recent energy bill hearing... And the Democratic law, the, the law, the Democrats walked out on it. They didn't feel that they were, it was being taken taken seriously. Uh, our current administration really doesn't believe in global global warming. And um, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I think we have to just stand firm. But right here in Ohio, the Democrats um, on an Ohio House committee hearing. Uh, which was debating the clean energy bill, walked out of a hearing Wednesday for more than an hour after the committee's Republican chair wouldn't allow a Democratic lawmaker to ask questions of a witness supporting the measure. And that is just kind of crazy, don't you think? I mean, we've got to face this. There is glo- There is such a thing as global warming. It is affecting our Earth. Just look at the floods that we had here just last year and other parts. Uh, look at the, the storms that we've been having. Look at what happened in Texas just a couple years ago in the Houston, Texas area. Look at what's happening all around us. And you just, you're either blind or you just refuse to come to the knowledge that global warming is affecting our earth and we have to do something about it. We have to do something about it. It's our responsibility. So we, it's really weird. So right here in our uh, capital, Columbus, Ohio, the House Dems walked out of the energy bill hearing because they were not allowed to ask questions uh, and basically get a view from someone who supports um, the fact that we need to invest more money in global warming. And so, and I tell you, we've got to, we've got to do our part. We've got to put more money in. We've got to do that. We can't walk away from this thing because our children and our grandchildren will be left 
holding the bag and will be left paying the, the price for that. So I'm going to keep close watch on that in the news. I guess um, the biggest thing coming out of the news has been the new um, law that the governor from Alabama signed, the, the Governor Kay Ivey signed the bill, the um, Alabama Senate voted to forbid abortion in the state of Alabama. It's probably the strongest pro-life um, push in our country in years since Roe versus Wade. And uh, there is a race to overturn Roe versus Wade. We better face it. We're going to have to deal with it. And I think that it's going to pay play a real huge role in the upcoming election, certainly. But it is a move backwards. It's not a move forward. And I'm going to have a story dedicated to this issue. It's sweeping across the country already before uh, we are allowed to vote on any such measure. But yes, just recently, the governor of Alabama did sign the abortion bill. And it is, it's, it's a strong push with um, Judge Kavanaugh now in the Supreme Court. I wonder how that's going to play out if this goes to the, to, the, to the Supreme Court, how this is going to play. But the attempt here, be, be not confused, the attempt is to reverse Roe versus Wade. They, they want to overturn it. The conservatives, the far right wing wants to overturn Roe versus Wade. The interesting thing here is, and I am in favor of life and giving life, and I'm pro-life. But this has no mention, this law that the governor just signed in the state of Alabama has no mention of, with the exception of rape or incest. So I've got to, I want to commit a full show to that. That's going to be coming up uh, about this uh, sweeping our country. And I also discovered a bit of news. Could it be because our, you know, our birth rates, the U.S. birth rate hits a 32-year low. We're not having babies like we used to, I discovered. And that's a bit alarming. Birth rate, let's see, the birth rate in the USA hit a 32-year low last year as the number of babies born dropped from the fourth for the fourth straight year. More than 3.78 million babies were born in the U.S., in 2018, a 2% drop from the year before and the lowest number in 32 years. Birth rates among teens, women ages 15 to 19 were down about 7% from 2017 and by more than half since 2007. The rates of women ages 20 to 34 also saw declines from 2017. Older women are having more babies. Older women had rising birth rates, a rate jump up 1% from women ages 35 to 39 and 2% from women ages 40 to 44. So it appears that uh, many younger people are pushing off marriage and starting families later in life, but the birth, U.S. birth rate hits a 32-year low. So that's three decades. Um... Pretty interesting information there. You're listening to Talk Back right here, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Our sponsor is Safe Step Walk-In Tub. You call them today. You got questions about changing out your bathroom, 
for, for it to fit a new lifestyle, call Safe Step Walk and Tub at 1 888 214 7020. That's 1 888 214 7020. Well, my time is up. Until next time, America.